Here's a message from Ken Lavica. I'm sleep deprived. I feel awful, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go. You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yep. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. Stone, what cup of coffee are we on today? How many cups? This is uh, my second cup second? of coffee, yeah. Second of, I'm sure you got maybe six or seven on the day upcoming. <laughs> yeah, I think five or six is the goal, ultimately. That's the goal. That's what's going to keep you fueled. Yeah. Uh, long Jeanette, night. Long night. Early oh morning. Oh, my God. Uh, Jeanette, what time What time did you find out that the Panthers won last night? At what time? Were you awake for the game-winning goal? And what time did you find out the Panthers won? I was not awake for the game-winning okay. goal. Um, and I found out when I woke up at like 5.30 this morning. Okay, so at 5.30 this morning, by the way, that was only like three and a half hours after the game ended. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I saw the four overtime because I fell asleep at like the second overtime. Okay. I saw four and I was like, what? Yeah. Uh, there's no way. Oh, boy. Your Florida freaking Panthers. A quadruple overtime game winner at 1.58 a.m. Eastern time last night over the Carolina Hurricanes. Holy Lord, am I exhausted. I am tired, and I am just mainlining coffee right now, and I may need to switch to meth. That's a TBD as we get closer to 2 o'clock. Go to cocaine and then meth. Okay, that's that, that's the bridge? No, 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 that's no. That's the it's gateway just, to meth? Meth is way more addicted, addictive than Got it. cocaine. So I need to ease myself in with a little cocaine. Yeah, just... Right. Stop at that part. Just let me know who your plug is. Ken Levick alive on a Friday here on ESPN 106.3, free ESPN app. And on your smart speaker, Anna John Levine Action and Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, off of the, I mean, absolutely humid and miserable Intracoastal. Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights, Radio Life Partner, runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. She is the Domina Queen, Jeanette Javier, hanging out with us on a Friday. Shall we, Stone, relive what happened in the early morning hours? They say nothing good happens after midnight. I beg to differ because last night at 1.58 a.m. Eastern time as your boy was laying in bed and uh, had awoken from what accounted uh, or what, what added up to about four naps uh, leading up into quadruple overtime, uh, the Florida Panthers and the man, Chucky, Matthew Kachuk with 12 seconds left to go, 12 seconds away from a fifth overtime. Matthew Kachuk says, enough already. Let's go to sleep. Brent Burns with 15. Dennis keeps the puck alive. Kachuk with a shot. He scores! Matthew Kachuk with 12 and 7, 10 seconds remaining in overtime number four. The call on TNT and Matthew Kachuk and Jeanette. This is the part that I love most after he scores the goal. He doesn't sit there and celebrate. He doesn't head to the boards. What he does is he points all of his teammates to the tunnel and says, let's get the hell out of here. It's 2 a.m. So that was just to me. I saw the highlights, obviously. I just I saw it this morning. 
And I was like, he really just ran. Oh, it was out. Bye. We're done. We won. Good night. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> so let me let me be completely forthright with you all, okay? I fell asleep from the first intermission because after the first intermission, I flipped on the Lakers Nuggets game, and that was my last bit of consciousness. Uh, that game was in the first quarter. I slept from it was one nothing Carolina after one. Okay, I slept through the entire second period. I slept through the entire third period. But by the way, a second period where the Panthers took the lead, scored twice in the second period. The go ahead goal. Uh, my wife told me this morning she was literally tapping me, trying to wake me up, and I was just <sighs> mouth open and everything, just outdone. Can't couldn't you. move. She got she, she got you. She could not wake me up. Now part of it is more full disclosure from your man. Uh, a rare tequila night last night, weeknight, a rare, a rare tequila weeknight for nice. your boy, because Stone, what do I drink on weekends? Tequila. That's right. Uh, last night, not a weekend, Thursday night, we've got some family in town. They wanted a Mexican, uh, Mexican feast. We went to a Mexican restaurant. So that means there's no wine I'm drinking there. That's my typical weeknight. Uh, no red wine. I got to drink a little tequila. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't go crazy, but when you get into that tequila sleep, everybody knows there's no pulling yourself on. That's right. There was going to be no waking up your boy last night. Thursday, Not gonna Thursday though. You're in the safe zone. Yeah, it was good. It was fine. So uh, so <laughs> I missed all that. I woke up. I woke up at the 13-minute mark of overtime. So I also missed what we thought was a Ryan Lomberg game-winning goal in mm-hmm. OT just three minutes and 14 seconds into the extra session. So what I did on social media, uh, so people thought that I was still awake. I'm sure you saw this tweet. Of course. After the overtime, I tweeted, this game should have ended 20 minutes ago. Because it should have. They got jobbed. That's a bad, even after review, a bad call on goaltender interference. Panthers should have won. We should have been in bed a lot earlier. Uh, but I had to make sure people knew I was uh, I was watching the game. So I had to hearken back to something I didn't even see in real time. Be like, hey, this game should have ended 20 minutes ago. That's how you Twitter. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what, it's not. It's, <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's very, I, I admire it, actually. Yeah. That's hey, pretty real. You're I, so dedicated to right. what your profession. Right. I, nobody a, needs to know. I, nobody day, ne- one. Yeah. day one. Nobody needs to know I was drooling down my cheek when that play actually happened. I was passed out. After I was asleep. After five Patron yeah. shots. What, what, right, right, what, what matters is that I was awake for the final half of overtime and acknowledged that the Panthers got screwed at a point where I was unconscious earlier in overtime. <laughs> yeah, Perfect. Yeah, you, you talked about getting jobbed. I mean, it's just one of those calls you see in a game in pro sports where you're like, thank God I'm not an official. Thank God I'm not a referee. The goalie interference there is so hard to call. It is such a stomach-turning call when well, that thing happens on both sides. They got it wrong. So <laughs> I mean, they, they, they got it wrong. Now, I saw someone tweet uh, this morning, and they're totally right. Thank God the Panthers won, or we probably wouldn't go crazy on this, um, but uh, – uh, hockey world, it would be a day long. You know how in in the NBA something happens, like the Max Struess foot above the the sideline. Yep. We have all these discussions, like in baseball. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, uh, this umpire only hit eighty seven percent. Is there? Do we need improvements here? NFL, we do it all the time. Do we need a rule change here? It would have been a day, an annoying day like that in hockey world about what goaltender interference is. And going back to Stone's point, do you ever think that situation happens and the ref is like, oh. 100%. I have to call this now. 100%. Yeah, he knows. I'm, I'm going to eat it hard. This is going to yeah. suck yeah. for yeah. me. No, like, I'm sure that happens a lot, it's, actually. It's like, one same of the, thing with when they call offsides in soccer. Oh, yeah, when they like, go to VAR. When they, yeah, and yeah, they're like, for sure. oh, 
that's crap. A, that's a great call. It's one of those spots where you know whatever size you choose, you're going to get the oohs and the ahs, yeah. and uh-huh. you're going to hear about it the next day. Uh-huh. So get through the first overtime. All right. I, and the Panthers played well uh, through all of I, the, the Panthers were the better team through all of the overtimes last night. And Bobrovsky continued to be awesome. The, the, the quality of play, it decreased as the overtimes went on. That's an it, understatement. Uh, what, it, what it devolved into was no longer uh, them trying to, to really try and formulate opportunities. What it turned into was just uh, them trying to put shots on goal from distance and then praying that someone either tips it in front of the net or a goaltender gives up a fat rebound and they score off of that. That's what it turned into from about the midway point of the second overtime through uh, through the quadruple overtime. Yeah, there wasn't a single offensive set that was run. I, I don't think any player spoke to each other. It was kind of just like, hey, please, please, please. Just dump put, in, go. Dump in, Put go. the puck in the net here. Yeah, Let's please, get this God. thing over with. The goaltenders were amazing. I mean, they were phenomenal. I mean, they Anderson. They obviously did their job. They were awesome. Anderson for Carolina and obviously uh, Bobrovsky for the Panthers. They were both awesome. And they took on a ton of shots. Uh, that said... Yeah, there wasn't a, a ton of a, a ton of offense generated to create these chances. Any chance that came was really off of you put it off the goaltender's pads and then you just start hacking away. That's really what the offense became last night. And I I I could feel their pain because me from a life standpoint, the equivalent of what they were doing to try and generate offense was what I was doing to try to stay awake. So here's what it came down to for me. At intermissions, I was trying to take a nap. I was trying to nap during intermissions. I mean, they're long as hell. Sometimes it leaked into the first couple of minutes of each overtime. That's brave. But I didn't miss anything. I kept getting woken up. It was one of those annoying light sleeps where, you know, you can still hear things. You know you're sleeping, but you can still hear things. So anytime uh, Kenny Albert's voice went up a little bit, something exciting happened, then it would pop me up awake and I'd watch. I'd try to close my eyes. I'm still listening, though, trying to force myself to sleep because what it got to the point of is me saying near the end of the third overtime, it would suck for the Panthers to lose this game. But at this point, I'm just ready for it to end. I don't know if that makes me less of a Panthers fan, if that makes me a phony or what, because I am me, longtime hockey analyst and hockey mind, Ken Levicka. Um, But I was ready for the whole thing to end. And even if the Panthers lost, just say, hey, we'll get back at it on Saturday, no matter what happens. I think the fact that after Kachuk, Yep. Got that yeah. the goal, the mm-hmm. game-winning goal, he, and he pieced out to the locker room. I don't think you're the only one who had the same say, exact thought. There might have been people in that Panthers dressing room that were like, you know what, no matter what happens, let's just let's just start looking ahead to Saturday. The guy who won the game for the Panthers <laughs> was the on the here. same mindset well, as you were. He even said in his post, I imagine too, after playing a game till 2 a.m., you got to meet with the media, you got to head to the podium. Uh, he even said it at the podium last night, Kachuk said, I really didn't want to go to a fifth overtime. I really didn't want to go to a fifth overtime. And so the sixth longest game in NHL history finally came to an end at 1.58 a.m. Eastern time. What's the first if this was the sixth? Um, the first is if it was the sixth what? The, what first, is the, the longest hockey what, game the, if this was the sixth longest There have been game. longer hockey games. There was a five overtime back in 2012. Yeah, I saw a five and a six. That's yeah. crazy. And you just double it up. But this was approaching that. This ended up being the longest game in the history of the Panthers and Hurricanes franchises yeah, both of them. last night. Um, and so, 
I, I just, it got to a point though where, and the Panthers certainly, even if, if it wasn't pretty hockey, the Panthers certainly looked like the team that was probably going to break through in the later stages of the third overtime and the fourth overtime. They just, they had possession of the puck. They were the ones throwing bodies at the net, no matter how uh, lumbering it was. But even if the Hurricanes won, there's no way I'd be coming in here today like, oh, damn it, Panthers, missed opportunity because I really, by the time there was like six minutes left to go in the third overtime that came around, I was ready for it to end. No matter how it was going to end. It could have ended with an asteroid hitting the arena there in Raleigh. I was <laughs> let, I was ready for the entire thing to end. I mean, I felt bad for the people of Raleigh. Like, the, like those you saw. fans were standing for almost the entire overtimes. If I was in attendance, there, I'd be like, sit the hell down. No, that's pure adrenaline, though. It, it wasn't so, different. It, Absolutely. It, it, when you're living that moment, I guess I when you're in it, it's probably, different. Yeah, that's yeah, pure adrenaline. You can say that all you want, but the place cleared out after every single overtime intermission, and the place was half of the way filled up. Like the, You had the children who had school the next day sleeping, and the yawns there were coming were out. It was a lot of, there were a lot of sleeping shots. Yeah, there were. Well, for sure, but it's like when you go out. So this is what has happened to me when I go out. Oh, do you bender. fall asleep in the club? What? Yeah, that's a big There's, no-no. I used to have a boy who would go out, he'd fall asleep in the club, and the bouncers hated him. I mean, that's humiliating. Rookie, but it's like <laughs> when you, you, you spend... Five, six hours out, and you feel, you're like amped. Yeah, but sure. But the second you sit down and you lay in your bed. Your body just. You passed out yeah. in full clothes and makeup. Yeah, from that the wave night. just hits you. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like that's what those fans in that arena were experiencing. So here's my tale of the tape last night, okay? My my sleep tale of the tape, all right? Uh, fell asleep during the first intermission. Didn't wake up. Mouth open, drooling down my face <laughs> until about 10 minutes left to go in the overtime. Hot. Okay. Uh, then I slept between the first overtime and second overtime, had that weird light sleep where even sometimes you might have a dream and the dream contains something you're listening to. Uh, I think that happened going into the second overtime. I was dreaming about uh, being in a hockey game, but I was hearing Kenny Albert's voice and then I woke up and I'm like, oh my God, there's Kenny Albert's voice. So that happened to me, that phenomenon, whatever that's called. What position did you play? Uh, I... I don't know, actually. I might have been a might have been forward. All right, yeah. All right, uh, <laughs> or a winger. Okay. So uh, uh, let's do that hockey. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I, I, by the way, uh, Stone called me last night. I called him back. He just wanted my three keys to the game, and I said, "You got to win between the blue lines." I'm more surprised that you picked up the phone and you actually called. Well, you I called didn't. Him back. I, didn't, I like, called him back. That's yeah. that's well, the no, biggest win. I, I only because I only thought it was like something had gone wrong with the show. Yeah, it was an emergency, so that's why I called him back. I texted him. He's like, "What's up, man?" I was like, "Just nothing much. Just puck drop just happened. Kind of. What are the three keys to the game tonight?" Immediate burst out laughing and tried to give me a half-ass answer yeah, to that. Yeah. No, what do you mean half-ass? That was the best I could do. <laughs> uh, but then uh, uh, between second and third overtime, little dozing. But I I watched a lot of that intermission, and then the fourth overtime, I fell asleep until like thirteen minutes left to go and I was up I was wired the entire rest of the time and saw the game winning goal so through all that that's how I got myself to 2 a.m. watching the Panthers beat the Hurricanes in four overtimes it was periodic sleeping and so then I feel terrible because that's not good sleep that's not good rest other than the the tequila nap that I took none of that stuff is good rest right there Um, but I was I was about ready for no matter what happened that game to end now for you Jeanette in terms, you said you weren't awake for the game-winning goal. Um, what was 
what was your path? What was your path to, to sleep, to rest last night? Uh, how much of the Panthers game did you catch? I got a couple minutes. Uh, I went to a friend's house after dinner mm. yesterday to watch the game. Okay. I uh, got distracted, watched the game, and then passed out. Oh, what happened? Uh, some fork chicken? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, a couple uh, sticks being thrown around. Uh. Pucks. <laughs> It's great. Uh, great hockey. A couple goals, goals being yeah, scored. Yeah. Goaltending, yeah. There was a, there was a wrister. Yeah. All right. Uh, a little... So I caught a couple minutes, but I passed out. Okay. And then... Uh... A little hockey and chill. Got it. Uh-huh. Got it. Got it. Got it. All right. You're light, uh, lighting the lamp. Uh, right, light, light, that's right. Lighting the lamp. That is uh, well put. That's well put. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, so, yeah. I'm sorry I asked. Uh, Stone, how much... Uh, <laughs> Uh, what did uh, did you did you make it? Because you're the one who goes late night more than Jeanette and I. You're the one who, uh, not even partying or hanging out with your boys, you'll just sit with pierogies on your belly and eat until like one forty-five, two o'clock, uh, and watch some tennis over in in Spain or Italy. What <laughs> what? How did you handle last night? Yeah, you got me my mind running with food. So I, one o'clock came around and I, I pulled up a bowl a bowl of cereal. Oh, <laughs> that's right. What cereal are we talking exactly. about here? Cinnamon toast crunch is what I went with at, at, oh. in, in the wee hours of the night. Cinnamon Cinnamon Toast Crunch is is a number one overall seed Alpha cereal, right? Alpha move. Yeah. That is the move because it's the cereal and then the milk and you enjoy it Yeah, that's it the thing. Uh-huh. The cereal the cereal makes the milk better. Uh-huh. Yeah, Cinnamon Toast Crunch is top tier elite. That's well done. And it was so that, that was a 1 a.m. bowl of cereal. <laughs> it was a 1 a.m. bowl of cereal. What it was, kind of milk? It was that. It was lactate, all right, for, for the kid <laughs> yeah. who's got problems, yeah, all right? Got, so so hold, okay, hold, hold back. I, I, we know what happens when he eats cheese hold, bad times. Hold back. Hold yeah. back there. Yeah, I had, I had a hard decision. You know, I walked to the pantry and I'm like, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Reese's Puffs. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Reese's Puffs. And and I, I made the ultimate decision to go Cinnamon Toast Crunch. But let's rewind the time. 7.30, pregame comes on TNT. I'm tuned in. Did not fall asleep once. Yeah. Took it all the way. Watched every intermission. Because this boy was giving me breakdowns yeah. of... of- the intermission reports. Yeah, because Wayne Gretzky was was on this one, and I, I God, he's struggling to talk. You can tell age is getting to him, but I was tuned into what he was saying, and the panel was awesome. So I stayed in from the very puck drop to one thirty-seven. Oh in the man, morning. he I, fell asleep twenty-one minutes before the Matthew Kachuk yeah, glory. I took a I took a screenshot as soon as I realized I was dozing off of what time it was and whatnot. Yeah, one uh, one thirty-seven for me. Didn't see the game winner. Pretty heartbreaking to stay up for the five mm-hmm. hours that it was. Yep. Just to miss the goal, five, six hours. But I was tuning in the entire time. I had split screen. I was watching the Lakers, watching the Canes, Panthers, the whole thing. I am just more shocked that if Stone didn't do it, who the heck did? Right. Well, now, now that's a great question. I really want to talk to those who made it from first puck drop to... Kachuk goal last night, uninterrupted, no sleep. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. And here's the thing, Jeanette, we're getting to the point, too, where we are in the Eastern Conference Finals, so now there's a lot of non-hockey fans or maybe uh, sports fans who uh, don't pay attention to the Panthers, but now they are because like this is getting real. Like we talked about with the Heat yesterday, I finally said, all right, these are title contenders. The Florida Panthers are title contenders now. So uh, the bandwagon is being jumped on as we speak. Could you imagine? You don't pay attention to the Panthers at all, but you're like, oh, my God. Like, uh, there's a South Florida team that is a championship contender, and the first time you tune into the Panthers this year is last night, and you go straight through puck drop to, to four overtimes, 2 a.m., Game final ends. Could you imagine that's your first foray into the Panthers this year? Welcome. Yeah, welcome. Welcome. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so, so I just, I was ready for it to end. Even if the Panthers lost, I had already talked myself into coming to terms with the fact that 
I would not lose sleep over it because Jesus God, let's just end this already. It's like it's an away game. We don't need this one anyway. Right, exactly. And just get back on there for game two. We'll be all right. The bonus is the Panthers won it. Uh, the Panthers are undefeated in overtime uh, in this postseason, and now they're up one game to none. So that's good, and I feel good about it, but God, I was ready for that thing to end. Did you make it from the opening puck drop to the 2 a.m. Matthew Kachunk game winner without any sleep? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and tweeted us at KLV1063, 888-760-3776. Who are we going with? We got Jeremy in West Palm Beach. Jeremy in West Palm on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Jeremy? Hey, how are you guys today? Good, man. All right. All right, yeah. So I used to actually play hockey growing up in South Florida here uh, for the Palm Beach Ice Hawks. Nice. Uh, Lake Worth. Nice. So, uh, you know, that it gets my blood boiling. So there was no way I was falling asleep during that game last night. I work in an AC warehouse. Uh-huh. So, uh, you know, it's tough going this morning, but I was ready to stay <laughs> up until 4, 5, 6. So I had to go to work, whatever it took for to see the game. But yeah, it's kind of the same thing though. Win or lose, at that point, hey, you you, you played two and a, almost two and a half games worth of hockey in one night. So if you lost it at that point, just go back to the drawing board. Game two, right? Maybe we get another two games of hockey. You know, so Jeremy. Let me ask you though, because sure. in an overtime in an overtime playoff game, I just know like I'm so tense, and you've got the. Your stomach is just turning, and like I lost that at points last night, just because I'm like, oh, hey, let's just wrap this up. But you, uh, you're up. You have that feeling for two full hockey games in one night till 2 a.m. Like, how does your body feel this morning? Are you just like subsequently sore from muscle tension? Uh, not sore, but, uh, you know, it's like the mental fog, uh, kind of like, you know, your tequila sleep. I got the, uh, the late night fog of yeah. the night before was just so exhilarating that you wake up and you're like, what happened yesterday? <laughs> Something good happened, but I just don't know, but Hey, I got to get to work and make it happen and make yep. that money. So whatever it takes, you know, I love it. Uh, did you, did you drink last night at all? Uh, no, but I, I partake in some other fun oh, got things, it. so that's, that's what I was got doing. Got it, got it. So, uh, any, <laughs> and, yeah, that's, any hangover you have, though, has nothing to do with any, uh, anything coming from the outside. It's just that it, no. your boy's tired. Yeah. Yeah. And then that goaltender interference call, man, I, I think if Drury would have been turning in to our guy and, like, cross-checking him or pushing him and the skates collided, they would have called that a goal, but because he was using his butt, and acting like he wasn't trying to push Bennett into the goaltender, they and Bennett didn't really make any you know move out right. of the he way. Just slid he was trying it. to play the contact. Yeah. yeah, he's trying to play like, oh, I got pushed in. That's probably why they disallowed it because even you know like Don Koharski is their rules analyst. He even said, oh, that looks like it's a fifty-fifty, but to me, that's not goaltender yeah. interference because you're getting pulled in. But Toronto said, you know, it was, and hey, that's the first bad break for the Panthers all postseason. That's a good call. call and they overcame opinion, it. You know, and, yeah, and they overcame yeah, it. And exactly, they, they still won it. So that's yeah. all that matters at the end of the day. Jeremy, appreciate the call. Thank you. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. How about our boy? Uh, Dr. James Rostin. We talked to him yeah. about Ryan Romberg yesterday, and uh, he was he was doing the Panthers company line, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. He works with the Panthers, and uh, and he was going the company line. He's like, what I can tell you guys is that Ryan Lomberg, uh, he may have traveled with the team. He hasn't played since early in the Bruins yep. series. He may have traveled with the team. And then 
And then Lomberg, uh, we thought for a moment, had the uh, game-winning goal in game one of this series. What a flex. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Was, Ross, what a baller. It was really cool. I was going to say, you showed you were reacting to it this morning. Like, you were free- freaking out. Yeah, I was excited to get a hold of Ross and kind of do something and get that. Get that. Uh, oh, yeah, we definitely would. Uh, yeah, I wanted to put that out there because, uh, like like you said, it was somewhat of a flex. Ryan Lomberg, too. Wayne Gretzky was giving him a lot of love. It was, the I think, the intermission going into third overtime. And at this point, they have no idea what to talk about. They're like, hey, what are they talking about? Oh, the they're done. Because nothing exciting has happened. Like, oh, the yeah. goaltenders both made 12 more saves. <laughs> yeah, the producers were even bringing out snacks for all the guys. And they're like, this is what they're doing in the locker room? They're like, yeah. But Wayne Gretzky <laughs> shouted out Lomberg and was like, hey, I think this is the guy who's going to net one. Like, he's the one who's most energized. He's got the most... He's skating the fastest and giving. I'm like, oh my god, let's go, Lombard, do it, Lombard, do it, and he did it. Um, by but the, not really. There is no, there is is no way that Wayne Gretzky. Could you look up how old Wayne Gretzky is, real quick? He's so, old. I mean, he's he's he getting up good, there. Though. Oh yeah, Wayne Gretzky. I mean, his his gene pool. Have you seen his daughter? Sixty two yeah. years old. Have you seen his wife? Sixty two years yeah, old. That's not surprising. Sixty two year old, greatest of all time in the history of this sport, Wayne Gretzky. There is no way that he signed up to do any TV stuff at 2 a.m. Like, when he was signing his contract with Turner Broadcasting to be a part of the TNT crew, a man who has accomplished everything there is to accomplish in the sport of hockey, he is the greatest of all time, household name, even to the most non-hockey fan ever. He's Wayne Gretzky. You know the person if you're alive. You've heard the name. There is no way that he signed up to be doing anything TV at 2 freaking in the morning. Stone, didn't you share an audio this morning that he said exactly that? He was just like, let's get it over with enough at this Enough is enough, Is that Wait, do we have that? Yeah. Uh, here, he said so it this morning to when us. Did this, when did this happen? When did this happen? Was this between third and fourth overtime? This is between third and fourth <laughs> overtime. Here's Wayne Gretzky, who was clearly over it between the third and fourth overtime last night on TNT. I'm hoping somebody scores this period. Let's face it, we're all, we're all getting to the point we love overtime hockey, and it's the greatest thrill in all of sports, but okay, enough's enough. <laughs> enough's I'm, enough. I'm surprised you didn't catch this. I was cracking oh, up man. this morning, Stone, when you said that. I was like, the goat of all time, who has done more hockey than pretty much I'd like to say anybody He's in He's accomplished world. more than anybody in the history of the world in this sport. He's watching this playoff game and saying, all enough. right, I'm, cut me out. I'm uh, done here. Wayne Gretzky, enough's enough. <laughs> Wayne, I feel you. Isn't he like one of the most quoted athletes too? I feel like that yeah, should be what, like an inspirational well, meme. What happens is, you know how it works with athlete quotes. Like they, sometimes they said it, most of the time they didn't. <laughs> like like with Wayne Gretzky, you'd see on Instagram, four score and seven years ago, Wayne Gretzky. Even though that's the Gettysburg address, Abraham Lincoln. Like, But but that's what we love to do on Instagram and love to do on social media, just attribute quotes to people uh, because they sound inspirational. Um, so uh, here's here's my question. You watched the Panthers last night. Did you see Kachuk's game-winning goal at 1.58 a.m. Eastern time? And what was your sleep situation last night? Did you fall asleep during the game? When did you check out? How did you get yourself to 1.58 a.m. Eastern time? Did you fall asleep during the game? Did you fall asleep during the Panthers game last night? And did you see the game-winner just before 2 a.m. Eastern Time, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063, or you four checking and lighting the lamp like Jeanette 
888-760-3776. We mentioned Dr. James Ross. He's our guy. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. If you're experiencing foot and ankle pain, need to see an expert in the field. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology. And uh, they, uh, I'm trying to fist bump uh, Josh here, by the way. Josh came in, fist bumped everybody, and he missed me. That was He go. literally ignored you, you like five just, times. Just ignored me. Uh, thanks, Josh. Uh, foot and ankle pain, joint replacement, spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Did you make it through the Panthers marathon last night? Were you awake for the game-winning goal from Kachuk at 1.58 a.m. Eastern Time? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. It is Friday, and we're hanging out with you until 2 o'clock, and we are barely conscious. She is Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. It required an extended two-period and a half of overtime tequila-induced nap and then several in-intermissions spilling into a couple of overtime sleep sessions. But I got myself to consciousness for Matthew Kachuk's game-winning goal at 1.58 a.m. Eastern time last night as the Panthers take a one-game-to-none lead over the Carolina Hurricanes in the Eastern Conference Finals. Think about it. There is no way, no way a month ago, if I was sitting here and Jeanette sitting to my left and Stone sitting in front of me and I said, hey, guys, just know uh, we need to prepare some shows, some ideas for four weeks from now when the Heat and the Panthers are up one game to none in the respective Eastern Conference Finals. Just keep that in mind. Put it on the calendar. You guys would have said, uh, Ken, we are calling a uh, mental health facility. You would have you would have said, Ken, you have a massive problem. This we, is We are concerned about you. We are concerned. We need an intervention. This is fun as hell, man. This is fun as bleep. Watching overtime is not fun. Because it's anxiety. It I've told you this before. Is, though. It's anxiety ridden. It's terrible. Um, it, it's gut wrenching. Again, though, last night uh, at like six minutes left to go in the third overtime, I was fully prepared to just be like, "Oh, Panthers lost. Uh, too bad. Sleep time." Uh, I was just over it. I was done with it. Me and Wayne Gretzky. Wayne and I just just hanging Wayne out, and I. being over it. Um, <laughs> but man, like it, it, the payoff, the payoff that these two teams have given us to this point is just unlike anything I've ever seen. Speaking of payoffs. I know we heard the TNT call, but my request would be to listen to Doug Plagan of 560 WQAM because he brought the thunder. All right, so let's hear real quick, so Kenny let's, Albert. Let's okay. do Kenny Albert again. By the way, we need to show her a picture of Doug Plagan's, who does a great job as the voice of the Panthers. Because I, mean, I get a sense that old Dougie <laughs> is her type. <laughs> uh, well, does he meet the three criteria? Uh, white, darker hair. So there's two. Tall is preferred. Yeah, and uh, and and the fourth, he wears suits all the time. Look at him. Do you see him? His hair is a little weird. I'm not the biggest fan of his hair. His really, hair his hair is, is impeccable. A little weird. 
Is his, his That's a hell he, of a salad. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, no, no. Oh. A lettuce. No. He has a had a lettuce. No, no. Oh, for two, guys. It's got to flow. Yeah, it's totally has to flow. That's oh, the criteria for it. throwing it out there. Got it, got okay, got it. so here's my analysis. Um, Doug Plagans, Rating Panthers Radio Voice. Doug <laughs> Plagans, our new segment here on Ken Levick Alive. Jeanette, take it away. The answer is yes. You can absolutely, if I see him at a bar, I'm definitely looking at him, hoping that he talks to me. All right. Um, meets the criteria perfectly. Great set of eyebrows. They're nice and thick. They definitely like form his face very nicely. Great smile. Just, you know, if there's one thing I would fix, it's like the hair, dude. You're a very attractive guy. Let's style it up a bit. It looks what? like a, a ramen noodle, like a dark ramen noodle, his hair. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, I didn't see that coming. I didn't. No. Um, all right. So let's hear Kenny Albert first. TNT, Matthew Kachuk's goal, 1.58 a.m. Eastern time. Brent Burns with 15. Dennis keeps the puck alive. Kachuk with a shot. He scores! Matthew Kachuk with 12 and 7, 10 seconds remaining in overtime number four. And now Doug Plegans on the Florida Panthers radio network. Ekblad dumps it in down to our right. Here's Brent Burns. Keeps it to the outside. Sam Bennett keeps it in out front. Kachuk a shot. He scores! He scores! Matthew Kachuk, the overtime winner! The Panthers take game one, three, two, the final! Matthew Kachuk is the marathon, and the Panthers go home happy tonight here in Raleigh. I approve. I approve. That is Awesome. That's good stuff from old Doug. Kept the energy. I love it. I love it. Uh, so uh, it, it's awesome. The whole thing is, is super, super fun. It doesn't change the fact that I was just happy to see it come to an end. I was really happy to see last night come to an end, finally, because I knew I needed sleep. Uh, I usually wake up at like 5 so I can work out. I can't get my day started without working out. That didn't happen. My uh, alarm went off at five and I was, nope, ain't happening. So I had to like sneak in a workout after dropping off uh, my daughters at school uh, before. That's why I got here a little late today, Stone, because I was uh, sneaking that workout. Getting a pump in. I had to get that pump in. Uh, But it made me think about the last time I was just happy to see something come to an end in sports. Just enough of it already. I want to go back to Tony Sperano, Miami Dolphins, 2008. What a year it was. The season began to take shape when the Dolphins incorporated the Wildcat offense. Ricky Williams, Ronnie Brown, the possibilities were endless. My God, nobody has seen this in the NFL. Tearing through the Patriots, tearing through their schedule and route to an AFC East championship with the Wildcat. Ronnie Brown out of the shotgun occasionally. Ricky Williams out of the shotgun making miracles happen. Running all over their opponents. Ronnie Brown throwing footballs for touchdowns. The Dolphins, though, continued to go to the Wildcat well once, twice, three times, four times, five times too often. So much so that they drafted someone specifically to assist them in running the Wildcat, that former West Virginia quarterback, Pat White. You know what that produced? Mm. A whole lot of crap. (laughs) Nothing positive, nothing good. And the Wildcat, it would... uh, Stick around, different teams, copycat league, they'd try it. Wasn't ultra successful, but every time on a TV broadcast, 
the running back would get into the shotgun to take a direct snap. The breathless, it's the Wildcat, showing Wildcat as if something glorious was going to happen when we knew it was just going to be a designed run for three yards. I was ready for the NFL to finally be done with the Wildcat era. You'll still see it occasionally, but certainly not to the volume. You see it more in college now than you see it anywhere in the NFL. Not nearly the volume that it was once the Dolphins had the league take notice of the Wildcat. I was so glad to see the Wildcat era in the NFL finally die a slow painful death that's a solid choice there yeah. i'm not gonna lie and you nowadays didn't see that coming no, he was very not. passionate about it too because i mean i think all dolphins fans at that point were like it was awesome you went really high really fast and then all of a sudden you fell off the cliff and then like when when ronnie brown threw that touchdown anthony fasano week three 2008 season in new england it it was mind-blowing it was it was exhilarating ricky williams is is uh, running for 70 yard touchdowns out of the wildcat no defense could figure it out that year they're getting 4 5 6 yards a carry out of the wildcat then 2009 came with the wildcat and that's all it takes it, it takes these defensive coordinators and these nfl coaching staffs just a little bit just a few months to figure things out nowadays it's personnel driven you can do it with guys like derrick henry on the goal line, right? you have a whole package for but it's dead. She's gone. You see it at the college level. And that's, yeah. Again, if you have the personnel, but right. it's dead. Right, it's dead. It, the, the Wildcat is is dead. So that that is something in my sports life I was happy to see come to an end. Like the quadruple overtime game last night, Panthers and Hurricanes, I was glad to see the Wildcat in the NFL come to an end. What in your sports life? Were you just happy to see come to an end? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Jeanette, how about you? What were you happy to see just sort of disappear? All right, so I'm going to take you back to my Orlando days. Uh, it's, of course, it's going to be an Orlando Magic drop. Um, 2009 finals. It was, it, was, it was a fantastic season as an Orlando Magic fan. Beat the Celtics. We beat LeBron James and the Cavs. Boom, we make it to the finals. Who are we going against? Kobe Bryant, mm-hmm. Pau Gasol, Lamar Odom, Derek Fisher, and I'm going to drop Andrew Bynum because why not? It was a key part of that team. Absolutely was. Absolutely. So. How'd that get- go, Jeanette? Magic fell 1-4. Um, it was. <laughs> Here's the deal. So game one happens. Lakers beat the Magic 100-75. to and I was like, oh, this is going to suck. But Magic somehow rallied it to, they won the third game. But still, the Lakers like topped them 101 to 96. It was miserable, 99 to 91. Courtney Lee, I remember it vividly. He missed a layup. He blew a layup in game two? Yes. Yeah. That was game two. That would have won the game in L.A. for the Magic. Absolutely. And yeah. that would have been the momentum changer right there. Luckily, we pulled out the win in game three, but after that Courtney Lee layup in game two, I was like, this is going to be miserable. Get this final series over with. And then to get swept on your home floor, too. It, that's- was, it was embarrassing. It was so cool to have that team. Obviously, that's why that's where I fell in love with J.J. Redick. That's why Jameer Nelson is my mm-hmm. favorite Orlando Magic player of all time. But... It's just such a letdown. Uh, it was a disaster well, just the, watching it. The problem is that Magic team was so young and it had everything going for it, and then they never came really all that close. Dude, to... When was the last time you thought of Michael Petras? 
Uh, not since those finals, probably. Exactly. We had one heck of a core team. So I was like, all right, let's go. <laughs> I never thought in my life that anybody would ever ask me, hey, Ken, when's the last time you thought about Michael Petrus? And well, it'll never happen again. It'll never happen again. That was that right there. I should cherish that because that's the only time I'll ever get my that question in my entire lifetime. Well, welcome to your obscure Orlando Magic reference. That so, yes, is hilarious. The 2009 Finals, Orlando Magic versus the Lakers. You were that just Lakers ready for it to end. Toppled after Game One. I was like, this is going to be miserable. Courtney Lee misses that layup in Game Two. Okay, cool. We weren't swept. Yay. Right. Right. Yeah. Just get it over with. That, that, that's basically what it turned into. Just get it over with. What in your sports life were you happy to just see come to an end? Jeanette just wanted to see the Lakers finish off the sweep of the Magic. Just just finish it off. Just finish it off. Me, Wildcat in the NFL, I was just ready for that to, to fall into the ether. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Stone, Young Stone, what were you looking forward to seeing come to an end in your your still developing sports life? Yeah, uh, this one's going to trigger you guys, and I, I think that's why I chose it. But Aaron Rodgers spending the 18 seasons with Green Bay, him <laughs> making that leap and making that that trip up north, I was really happy to see that the way that they treated him in Green Bay. I know it's super basic, super all of it, but it did make me happy. I am happier because of it. I ride the coattails of Aaron Rodgers. I hold on to his pocket. That is my man's right no, there. You, hold, you don't hold on. You. You grab it and you like <laughs> hug him the whole time. All of that. So his 18 season career with the Green Bay Packers, I think that's something that I'm very happy to see come to an end because it's uh, time al- for a new beginning. It's allowed me to see the light. The J E T S Jets Jets Jets. The way he did when he came out of that tunnel that he was hiding in for three days. Right, <laughs> right. Do we still have that sound effect, by the way, from our production <laughs> staff uh, of Aaron Rodgers popping out of his cave. Uh, you know what? I would have to find it, but I'm sure it's okay. still around. Uh, you can, uh, you can. It was such a production masterpiece. I'm surprised you don't have it just it readily was. available. I was going to say it should be your ringtone, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I get that. Uh, now, the fact that you're so confident, you're so confident that you've seen the light. First of all, anytime anybody tells me I've seen the light and immediately insinuates they're now a Jets fan, that's a major red flag, a significant red flag, because that has never gone well for anybody. No. Even longtime Jets fans. Ah, I see the light. Go Jets. That has never, ever gone well for anybody. You know what I think is going to happen is that Stone's going to be in for a world of hurt and ridicule come the fall. And Jeanette, what, what I think is that as the Jets fall to four and six, four and seven, five and eight, we have to be ruthless with this man. You don't think it's already I I should start I'm just going to find receipts for everything. You should. Absolutely. Uh but no, you know going back to your point of just, you know that's part of being a Jets fan. Just being miserable of having that hope and then being absolutely like ruined I just, throughout the season. So you want to be a Jets fan stone? Buckle in, baby. This, Buckle in, baby. Yeah, that's right. And and that's fine and Buckle I can accept up, that. Buttercup. And now can I know you've seen the schedule? It's pretty daunting. In, in, in New York Jets well, case. Well, because the like, AFC East is the best division in football, too. That doesn't help anything. It's daunting, though. But to start the season off with the Bills, right to Dallas, mm-hmm. Mac Jones, and to see Patrick Mahomes, and then a new reborn Russell Wilson. Like, it's mm-hmm. it, it's going to be a rocky road. And, no, and, no, no, but it, it shouldn't be daunting if you're so confident in your man. I, I think you have to have a little bit of fear, a, a little bit of reality. You have to live He's in it. He's already backing up. No. J.E. Oh, my God. T.F. By the way, By the way you forgot hope, a team. I hope you like wipe the microphone off after yeah, this, every show you do that because 
the things that spew out of your mouth when yeah. you do that chant, disgusting. This whole barking thing you're doing with the Jets, with the JTS, is really, really annoying. My it's dog what they taught me how to, It's what you. they taught me to do. They? Who's they? Uh, my Fireman new, Ed. My <laughs> Fireman Ed. I had a FaceTime with him the other day. You work on inflection. Like, you don't say the J like this. You say the J like this, and then you come down a couple decibels, and then you hit him with the E. Is that what you're... I have no doubt. Yeah, take notes. I have no doubt Stone is looking at himself in the mirror and saying, Mm. Yeah, you're like heaving it out. You're like heaving it out. (laughs) I got to say it like this, not like this, but when I'm excited, I got to do it like this. Yeah, you got to enunciate it a little bit. Uh, And you forgot a team. You forgot a team that's daunting. You forgot Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey. You forget about the the best secondary in the NFL. We'll be seeing. I have a question for you. (laughs) Who are you rooting for when it's Jets Bucks? Who are you rooting for for Aaron Rodgers versus Baker Mayfield? My God. Oh, man. I'm rooting for a 61-60 victory <laughs> the Jets out, way. A shootout, baby. What a cataclysmic event. And that, that, Jeanette telling me or asking me in this segment, when's the last time you thought about Michael Petrus? That's something that I'll never hear again in my life. And then, and then, what are you going to do? When Aaron Rodgers and Baker Mayfield go head-to-head and Stone replying, I hope it's a shootout, that's also something that I'll never hear again in my life. What a historic segment here on Ken LeVick Alive. What in your sports life were you just happy to see come to an end? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Me was the wildcat in the NFL. Jeanette was uh, the magic succumbing in four to the Lakers in the 2009 NBA Finals. Stones? <laughs> Was Aaron Rodgers, oh, five, yes. Aaron Rodgers leaving Green Bay, his time in Green Bay. Happy to see that come to an end. What in your sports life are you happy to just see come to an end? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. On Twitter, at KLV1063. We started just talking about whether or not you made it for the entire Panthers game, including almost four full overtimes last night. If you did, kudos. I don't know how you did that. If you didn't, but you made the final goal. How did you do that? Me, I took a, a tequila-induced nap from from end of first intermission through halfway through overtime, then a couple of mini naps throughout dispersed throughout the overtimes. But I was awake for the Matthew Kachuk goal at 1:58 a.m. Eastern time. So we asked, uh, "What parts of the Panthers game did you sleep through?" On Twitter, Ross tweets, "I got home from work and I hung in there until one." 49 a.m. Damn it. All you had to do was hold on another nine minutes, brother. (sighs) That's like... That's rough. It's like not even worth it at that point. No, I know. Uh, Kev tweets, after the Panthers' second goal, I fell asleep, saw the score at 4 a.m. What if... Because it crossed my mind. Here was 12 seconds separating this from reality. I was just going to turn the TV off and go to sleep. It was 2 a.m. Would that have made me a bad fan? Not at all. No. Okay. All right. Because I was I think, ready. I think it seems to be like an overall understanding that if you weren't up for all 
for the whole game, it's okay. It was a ridiculous moment. Like if Stone couldn't do it, I'm actually pretty shocked anybody could. Yeah, yeah, uh, I did. yeah. That's the thing that was jarring. The fact Stone couldn't make it. He came up 20 minutes short. I was I started with the pregame. Like I was there yeah, the entire time. 7:30 with uh, with Polly Biz and Wayne. 7:30 to 1:30. Uh, Trevor tweets and I was just amazed every time I woke up. It was still on. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's happened to me before with a game, and then you wake up at like 3 a.m. and it's the replay 100%. of that game. Yep, 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 yep. I'm sure that's what Trevor was thinking. Like, wait, and then you look and you see, wait, is that a number in front of an OT? Oh my god! Is that a, a four, a cuatro? A four, yeah, cuatro. Uh, what is what is something in your sports life you're just happy to see come to an end? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Other than Four overtimes last night. Me was the Wildcat era in the NFL. Jeanette was the Magic being finished off by Kobe and company in the 2009 NBA Finals. And for Stone, the end of the road for his boy Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Let's go to the phones. Boyden Beach, that's where we find Derek on this Friday. What's up, Derek? Hey, happy Friday, guys. Yes, sir. Hey, um, would you real quick, would you say that most of your listeners are Miami fan base? Um, like Miami uh, I, you know what? That's a great question. And that's the conundrum of this market because Derek, <laughs> as you know, uh, most people are from somewhere else entirely. Uh, so it's a, it's okay. a difficult balance. Uh, so, uh, but, but that's, here's in this yeah. spot with the postseason when you have the Panthers and the heat down here, I got to make a sacrifice. Sorry. I can't focus on the Yankees. Can't focus on the Red Sox. Can't focus on the Northeast yeah. because we got two South Florida teams on the precipice of a title, right? Right. And the reason why I asked that is because, hey, Stone, you need to relax with that Jets chant on oh, this radio station. Oh, oh, oh. Because Tell this is Town. Yeah. That is not welcome here. Do you understand that? That yeah. is not welcome here. You got to stop All right. that right now. All right, Derek, here's what I'll do for you. A listener. Derek, here's what I'll do yeah. for you. Oh, dear. Uh, yeah, go ahead. J E T S Jets, Jets, No! Derek, Derek, you know what? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to film you so you'll. So everyone can see how idiotic you look every time you he do does, this. He does look like he's barking. He looks like Shrek when he's yelling. That's what he looks like. Derek, and I, that's offensive to Shrek. Derek, I apologize. No, you don't. For absolutely nothing. Don't worry, Derek, what I'll tell you. What a sting. Derek, here's why you need to hang in. Because this is going to be so sweet come October when the Jets are a sub-500 team. Just understand that, Derek, that... All of this nonsense you're going to hear over the summer and in a training camp from Stone, it's all going to be worth it when we throw it back. Jeanette's been keeping receipts. When do we throw it back in his stupid barking face come October? <laughs> I like your impression. That's pretty good, actually. Uh, do you want to tell people about the Miami Marlins, Stone? Gosh. Listen, let's knock it out of the park this season. Let's do it. Miami Marlins. Lone Depot Park offers you the ultimate experience with plenty of ticket options. You can get single-game tickets or invest in a Miami Marlins membership that gets you even more lock-in priority seating, save on food and merchandise, and access to exclusive member events. Come out to support your favorite team this season as they celebrate 30 years of Marlins baseball. There will be promotions, giveaways all season long, not to mention the players. Jeanette, throw his name out one more time. Yes, Chazoy! And Kenny? Sandy Alcantara. Our two favorite guys. Get your tickets today and join us at Lone Depot Park. Visit MLB.com slash Marlins slash tickets. And also shout out to the Marlins because I, I want to go to Lone Depot Park. They have a bunch of events going on. They have like Beer Fest, Bark yeah. in the Park, all the Heritage Nights. And the way to get down there is take the Bright Line to Miami Central Station and ride here to Lone Depot Park. That's right, big yellow train, Brightline. Go Brightline.com, free Brightline app. She is Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen.
Hour two on the way. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.